and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. What would you say if I could give you a chance to be mentored by the world's leading international thought leaders, authors, speakers and change makers? Well, from the 25th to the 31st of August, we are launching our free seven-day online summit with 21 very inspirational human beings that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, spiritual psychology, evolutionary biology, genetics, medicine, and philosophy to help the audience understand how their unconscious habits and thought patterns affect their ability to build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. To find out more, go to katherineplano.com forward slash summit. But wait, there is more. We have a super exciting announcement, our first Australian tour for Be Undeniably Awesome, which is also happening in August, where I will be sharing with you 12 powerful tools to rocket fuel your transformation. As you know, we are on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Sometimes there is no next time and no second chances. Sometimes it's now or never. So what are you waiting for? Don't give it another thought. Take action today and go to katherineplano.com forward slash tour. All links will be found in the show notes for dates and location. This week, as always, we have a super amazing guest for you, Emily Castle. Emily is a leadership and business coach for ambitious women entrepreneurs across the globe. She's also a speaker and the host of the podcast, Sexy Soulful Success. While earning her BA in psychology and marketing from an all-women's college, Chatham University, she found an endless passion for women's changing roles in leadership, the field of positive psychology, and a natural aptitude for all things business and entrepreneurship. Emily's work has been featured in the Huffington Post, Best Kept Self, Skirt Magazine, The Atlantic, and other notable digital and print publications. Through her signature coaching programs, the Soulful Leadership Mastermind and beautiful retreats around the world, Emily helps women leaders and entrepreneurs shift out of hustle mode and into a state of freedom, flow and fulfillment so that they can launch, scale and grow soul-aligned businesses that make exceptional impact and income. 
Emily has created a revolutionary approach to successful women of today that honors our innate feminine essence, blending the best of both modern findings and ancient wisdom to avoid burnout, stress, and stuckness. Emily believes that every woman has the opportunity to embody our unique missions and to live and lead beautiful lives that change the world, starting with our own. It's now time to tune into this one very soulful human being. Enjoy. Well, this morning we have another super amazing woman for you, Emily Castle, all the way from Philadelphia. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am too. We were just comparing the the different weather from one side of the earth to the other, how it's cold and winter this Saturday morning at 6 a.m. and it's um, nice and warm at your end of the earth. Yes, and thank you for waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I actually, I normally get up at 4.30 every morning except for Saturday because wow. um, I meditate every morning. Mm-hmm. That's, it. Anyway, That's amazing. I can fit it in, yeah. Very disciplined of you. I like it. I admire it. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things. It's it's no excuse that I don't have time. It's about making the time. Mm-hmm. So it's the totally. time that I can fit it into my busy schedule. So, Emily, we would always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So, how did you get to where you are today and what you do today? Mm, thank you for asking that. I So, my journey, I think, looks a lot different than most people. I actually started my coaching business when I was 22, um, almost fresh out of college. I graduated in 2013, one full year early, earlier than planned. Um, I went to an all-women's college in Pittsburgh, which is also in Pennsylvania, in the state that I'm in now. And I was just so like always from the time I was maybe like 10, I was just consuming a ton of personal development books, um, books about the female brain, books about women and what's unique about us as females and how our brain and body functions so uniquely from that of men. And I was just sort of doing this unintentional self-study really to prepare myself for this, which I didn't even know was a career path or an option. Um, So I studied psychology undergrad and got a bachelor's in art, bachelor of arts in psychology, as well as marketing and sustainable food systems. And during my time at college, I was just, or uni, as you would say, in Australia, (laughs) I was really just showing up to everything that lit me up or seemed interesting. So I was going to a ton of women's entrepreneur meetings and talks and seminars and workshops and things on campus. I was going to so many leadership development training courses and applying to, you know, other programs that were outside of the school and that I could be sent to, (laughs) um, and just doing everything possible to engage and to learn more about what I was interested in. And in the meantime, I always kind of knew I wanted to start my own business, but I envisioned it being something that was brick and mortar because at the time, um, online business wasn't as big of a thing as it is today. Obviously it was a few years ago now. And I essentially was just figuring out what in psychology was really of interest to me. So I took an elective in positive psychology and just knew this is where my heart wanted to be. And 
I started figuring out like, what does the applied version of this study look like? Which for those of you who are unfamiliar, positive psychology is really about human flourishing and thriving and asks the question sort of what, what does it take? What really makes a difference from an empirical perspective for people in life to be thriving and not just surviving? So for me, that was always the question that sort of drove my life and my interests. And it was lined up perfectly with this field of study. And so my mentor, one of my professors told me that the applied version of this was coaching. So I was like, okay, great. What does that look like? Um, And that sort of threw me for a loop, to be honest, at the time, because I was studying, I was going to get my master's degree in counseling right after undergrad. So um, I ended up doing a little stint at a local magazine publishing company in sales and event planning in between college and starting my business, uh, which sort of gave me even more fodder for understanding that I was meant to work with women entrepreneurs and women who were very ambitious because I loved my work, working with clients who were owning yoga businesses and studios and uh, organic skincare lines and things that were really making an impact in the world and in their own lives too. So that's sort of how I got here and started my business after my coach training program that I did while I was working my full-time job. So that was in 2014. Mm, I love <laughs> and here that. We are. Emily, it sounds like you followed your heart and soul. We were talking about soul before because I love the fact that you were saying that you were just showing up to the things that lit you up. I love mm-hmm. that. One thing I'd love to sort of really unpack, and it's probably something we haven't talked a lot on the show, is about the female brain. What was your findings mm-hmm. when you went down um, that path? Oh, well, it's so interesting, right? Because we are unique creatures and we're treated and we live in a world that is so masculine and in a world that is set up, especially when it comes to business, right? Set up by men for men originally, right? That we weren't really ever a factor (laughs) in that equation Mm. starting out. And so for me, what I loved learning about was the impact of hormones on our uh, emotions and also our brain chemistry changes up to 30% every single month as women. And so if we're trying to do things in a linear way and in a very like consistent fashion, as we think of it today, right? Like doing the exact same thing every single day, we are actually working against ourselves and our natural rhythm because we are shifting and changing so much throughout the course of one month alone. We're going through this 28-day hormonal cycle every single month that's influencing our brain chemistry, what we're primed to do, what's going to be the most productive thing that we can focus on during that week of the month or that time, that phase of our menstrual cycle every single month. And we can plan accordingly and plan a lot better than we do (laughs) as women and especially as women entrepreneurs, which is who I primarily serve in my business. Um, we just, I've shared this information with many women over the course of the last five years and it's mind blowing for them because they just don't realize how much more effective and in flow they can be if they were to align their lives with their menstrual cycle, which I just find so exciting and fascinating and is like the ultimate productivity hack for us as women. <laughs> oh, would you mind sharing that for our listeners? I'm curious myself, although yeah. that's that's one of those things that um, I guess it depends on, um, yeah, that's, it's a very different type of focus. I really like that. So if you could mm-hmm. unpack that a little bit, that would be awesome. 
Yeah, sure. So we have four main phases of our menstrual cycle every single month that happen like clockwork. And so before I go into what they are, I also want to preface this by saying I get a lot of questions from women who are in menopause or who are pregnant or who have something going on where, you know, maybe they've had a hysterectomy or there's some kind of thing going on with their reproductive system. So they don't have a period or they don't have a regular period or for women who are on birth control. So they only have two cycle phases throughout every single month. Um, so depending on the type of birth control you're on, you can look up what are the phases that you have. But as a general rule, I like to say, if that's not accessible for you, for whatever reason, if you don't have a normal menstrual cycle every single month, you can also just follow the cycles of the moon, which line up perfectly with the menstrual cycle phases and the different energy of each. So I can kind of mention that as we go through each phase for those of you who are listening, who may not have a traditional four phase cycle every single month or you don't have one at the moment because you're pregnant or something else is going on. I, I would so, lo- I would love that because yeah. I actually put myself on pause because I was about to say the same thing yeah. exactly what you talked about. I was like, I wasn't going to, I'm sure our listeners are not really interested that I'm going through menopause, but it's exactly, I was about to say, it. I was like, no, probably not a good thing, Kath. Just uh, leave yeah. it there. No. Hey, own it, right? Yeah, the more absolutely. we talk about it and normalize it, the better for everybody. <laughs> true, true. Oh, no, darling, I've owned it. Don't you worry. I own it. She's probably <laughs> want to make it public. But, yeah, go for it. Yeah, right? Why not? Yep. Um, so, yeah, so we have these four distinct phases. And the first phase I'm going to start with is our menstrual cycle phase, which is similar energy to the new moon, right? So it's all about starting like a, a very new beginning, a clean slate. Um, we are, it's also equivalent to this season of winter. If you want to think of it from an energetic standpoint. So we have full moon or sorry, new moon, winter, menstrual cycle. They're all kind of the same energy, which is what I like to teach (laughs) the women that I work with, because this is so helpful, regardless of what phase you're in. We all go through those like seasons of our lives, right? We have times where we're feeling like, really low energy just overall. And sometimes we're feeling super excited and we're in this like springtime, summertime energy. And so we can kind of notice and just start to take stock of where we might be at any given moment and use this to our advantage. So the first phase is menstrual cycle, which is really like going inward, deep introspection, a lot of visioning, a lot of writing is great at this time. Um, You're you're probably not going to want to be out and about right? Like going out and networking as much, you're probably going to be want to, going to want to be more internal and more like writing or creating something on the back end behind the scenes of your business or of your life. Um, these, the examples I give might be a little bit business focused, but you can kind of get the idea of how you might apply this to your life and other areas of your life or your career otherwise. Um, so that's the menstrual cycle phase. And Then we have after that follicular, which is like the spring, (laughs) the springtime energy. This is also um, equivalent to the energy of the waxing moon. So as we're going from new moon to full moon, that phase in between the two is really where this energy is most potent. So if you're following the moon cycle phase, this is where you want to focus on these types of tasks. So this is sort of like that. If you think about spring, what's happening in spring is like we're planting new seeds and we're seeing things grow and we're 
starting new projects and we're creating new things and we're like, really our energy is ramping up. And interestingly enough, this is also what's happening in our hormone cycle at this time of month. If you have a traditional menstrual cycle, your hormones are rising, things are building back up after that winter menstrual phase. And so you can sort of see the energy rising in you and you have more energy to create things, to start new things. You're really curious. You're sort of like, in this space where you can try new things, experiment, start projects, get things moving, all that kind of stuff. And then in the um, ovulation phase, which is the third phase of the cycle, also equivalent to summer energy or the full moon, if you're following the moon cycle. And this phase is really like out and about. This is the peak state of your energy. This is where you're going to be the most vibrant, most magnetic. It's a great time to ask for a raise or to go have a photo shoot or to record videos or to do anything that's going to put you front and center where you're going to need to be a little bit more energized, potent, magnetic. Uh, Great time for networking events. Great time to host events. Um, Great time to just be out and about and like sharing your light with the world, just like the full moon. It's like your fullest expression. This is where you want to put those like high leverage things where you really need to show up into your calendar and where you just really need that extra oomph of energy. And then during a luteal phase, which is the fourth and final phase of this cycle, similar to a fall or autumn phase. And um, also this would be the waning moon. So going from full the period between uh, the full moon and the new moon, where we're seeing less and less light every every day, every evening when we're looking at the moon. This is the time where it's like you're sort of taking stock. I notice for myself and a lot of my clients have have validated this for themselves too. There's this moment in that phase of the month where you're like, I just want to nest and get everything done. <laughs> like I just want everything in its place. And I want to tie up all the loose ends. This is a great time for administrative work. This is a great time to finish the projects that you started during the follicular phase of your cycle. Um, Or again, that uh, waxing moon where you're feeling like a little bit more springtime energy and adding energy. And um, so the luteal phase or the autumn phase or the waning moon phase is also really where you want to do those like higher order mental tasks that are going to require a little bit more like intense focus. So that's really where um, we want to put our energy and what, what kinds of things we want to schedule in that time of the month for ourselves. And so if we look at the bigger picture, like the macro vision of what needs to happen within our month to keep our life and our business or our career, or whatever we have going on really flowing and and, um, vibrant, then we want to look at where we are in our cycle and how that lines up with our schedule and then plan, like sort of divvy up those tasks and responsibilities and things throughout the month in accordance with where our energy cycle is so that we don't feel like we're pushing against the grain, but that we can actually live in a state of flow and ease and bring a little bit more of that into our lives on a daily basis. Oh, Emily, I just love that. I just wrote down heaps of notes. That is awesome because that's, I always say that's one thing that people really 
uh, need to hone into and it's planning. Uh, and yes. I think just not that long ago, we we're talking to another guest about having a system in place where mm-hmm. you find that a lot of entrepreneurs, um, because they're, they're doing everything from marketing to sales to everything that they're so caught up in the vortex of doing that they're not right. planning ahead of time and not, they're mm-hmm. not, so they're working in their business, but not so much on their business. So I really yes. love this approach. We've never had anyone speak or talk us through this approach. It's awesome. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. I spoke to a, um, a group of high school seniors who were about to graduate from high school and it was a, an all girls school and they like got so excited when I started talking about this. So I know women of all ages are like jazzed and excited to hear this, that something that we see as such an inconvenience in our lives can actually be a superpower that can inform more productivity, more efficiency, more flow, all of more of the things that we really want, more joy in our lives and in our work. So I'm all about it. Oh, <laughs> I'm all about things. it too. I, I just yeah. love it. Absolutely love it. So Emily, it sounds like you started very young and you've, you're have you a very mm-hmm. successful entrepreneur. What has been a radical shift in your life that changed you? That, well, that was that, What was that pivot point for you? I know oh, you've, you've, you've gone through a bit of a journey. You're explaining it's obviously something that was very innate in you, but what do you, what was that one thing that was that pivot point, that radical shift that changed your mm-hmm. life? Yeah, the radical shift, I think, is in this moment or in this time frame of about a year and a half between graduating from college and then going um, into my coach training program, I was kind of figuring out, like, as I was working at the magazine, I was like, okay, this is fun. I'm going to be here now and, like, really dive into this and – I'm the type of person, my human design is generator. I don't know if you're familiar with human design, um, but I'm a generator. So anything that I do, I'm like, okay, like just want to achieve and create um, and really like master what I'm working on. So for me, when I was in that job, I was like buzzing through sales goals and like get showing up probably too much to events outside of work, to network and to build you know, my, my client database and to show up for clients and all that stuff. And, you know, it was getting to the point where I was like, okay, this is not sustainable for me. This is not going to be fun for much longer because it was a very, you know, I was plugged into the network in the city and I got to highlight entrepreneurs and it was, it was fun, but it wasn't my work in the world. And I think we all kind of have a feel or a sense for when we're doing work and when we're doing our work, (laughs) you know, like what we actually came here to do as a soul, having a human experience kind of work versus just something that we're good at or could do to make money or whatever the, Mm. you know, motivation is behind it. So, um, I kind of had a sense that this wasn't really what I went to school for. It wasn't what I was interested in. It wasn't what I was studying all the time in my spare time. So I knew that I needed to make a shift and I knew that I wanted to run my own business, but I honestly didn't know what that looked like. Um, And I kind of got lost in this job a little bit when I was there and sort of didn't circle back to the whole coaching thing because I didn't know how I could even make that happen as a business um, what it would take, you know, the, everything that I had learned up until that point was about a career in psychology, which for most people looks like going, getting a master's degree, getting a PhD, something like that, or a PsyD and going into a private practice or going into a clinic or something. And none of that sounded super exciting to me. And so I knew I wanted something different, but I didn't know exactly what that looked like. Um, 
And so I started looking into coach training programs on Google and found one that I really loved. And that decision to invest in myself for like the first time ever was huge and really pivotal. And then the second thing that happened was when I actually stepped away from my full-time job and thought, you know, can I, Oh, sorry. That's okay. My dog is barking. He's allowed to be on the show too. <laughs> he is an Australian shepherd. So he's kind of, you know, He's, he kind of fits the brand. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so he, uh, or what was I saying? So, um, yeah. So when I decided to actually leave my full-time job and go all in on myself and in my own business at 22, that was a huge decision for me. And I didn't know how I was going to make it work. Honestly, I was like, I had like one client on my roster at the time that I left my full-time job. And I was like, I'm just going to figure this out. Cause if there's anything I'm willing to bet on in my life, it's myself. Cause I know that I can show up and I can, you know, create results and whatever I put my heart and mind into, that's, what's going to grow. And I can sit here at my full-time job and build somebody else's dream for like eight hours a day plus some, cause I was going to a lot of things outside of those work hours, or I could, bet on myself and put that time and energy toward my business and growing my coaching practice and knew that, you know, if I could do that and if I had the time and energy to really invest in myself, that that would, that would change everything. And it did. <laughs> so I'm glad that I was right about mm. that. So I'm curious because I know we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that listen to this show and so and you talked about networking and I know and I, th I think we have discussed it before in the past where there are some people like myself who's a bit of an introvert and I'm not big even though I do a lot of work uh, whether it's public speaking, keynote speaking or doing workshops, whatever that may be, I'm not really big on networking. <clears throat> But I know that that is an area, an opportunity for me. Would you say that is a key thing to do when you're in business? And how would you deal with it if you are a bit of an entrepreneur? Like what mm -hmm. would be a, a way to start networking? Yeah, you know, I think there are so many different ways to do that. Right. And, and we can all find a way that suits and supports our strengths and who we are and how we prefer to communicate with other people and connect. So some ways that you can do that are like obviously going to networking events. But to me, I don't know what it's like where you are, but for me, I know in a lot of the cities that I've lived in, there's a lot of like this traditional, you know, business card exchanging. And then there's this like icky energy about wanting to get something from someone that happens in the room. And I just am not into that. <laughs> it's just like goes completely against everything I believe and feel around my business. And so for me, what networking looks like and, and try this on for everyone listening, if this supports and helps you is really connecting with a lot of people online. And what I've been able to do in my own business is to create a platform platform and a podcast where I can network with other women entrepreneurs and meet people that I'm interested in meeting and provide value for them by sharing them with a larger audience and being able to have a conversation where they get to shine and I get to highlight them, but we also get to connect in a really meaningful way. So that's one way. And I'm sure for you too, maybe that's part of the reason you started a podcast because you don't have to be out there and in the world in front of people and draining your energy for hours at a time. Um, but 
you know, I think we can all find a way that works for us. Another way is through connecting. I found so many amazing women on Instagram and Facebook and connected with them that way. And um, started real life friendships. One of my best friends I have in the world is from an Instagram direct message <laughs> because I was like, Hey, we're both here in the city. We should meet and get, you know, smoothies or something. And we did. And it was great. So I think networking in this day and age with technology that we have access to now can look a lot different than showing up in a room with a business card. Um, although I also know a lot of people who love that mm. and who, have, you know, who, who thrive on going to that type of event and connecting with people in person and meeting for coffee and doing all of that. So I think it's whatever suits you and feel free to get creative with your approach and, and what you love to do and how you love to connect and communicate with people in a way that doesn't drain you, but that energizes you. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. I'm going to those networking business networking events <laughs> was not my thing. And, um, no, I tried it, I think, twice, and then I mm -hmm. thought, no, this is just so not for me. And I agree. I think that's really valuable what you were saying. It's got to be aligned with your values. And if it doesn't feel right, find something that does feel right to you. So I do love mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. So, Emily, what are your thoughts about this? So we There's this saying that you're lucky to survive 12 months in business. And um, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure that's all over the world, not just in Australia. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you think is a number one reason, or a piece, uh, or 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 a um, or a reason? Maybe not so much a number one reason, but a reason that individuals do fail to succeed in business. Oh, such a great question. I think there's so many things. Um, if I were to give you sort of like a a more broad response, it would be because we lack the mindset. That's necessary for success. First of all, I think most, most of success is really an internal game and it's all about our inner operating system and how we are mastering our mindset, our belief systems, our thoughts, uh, managing our fears and really switching into a space of resilience when it comes to negative beliefs or beliefs that don't serve us, um, or that keep us small and stuck and limited in what's possible. So that's one piece mindset. The second piece I think is mentorship. And a lot of us just don't have people. We, we try to go it alone all the time. I see this so often, especially with very ambitious people. There's this tendency to want to do it as an independent person. And we think that, uh, you know, maybe our success is worth more if we did it all, all on our own, right. That we are proving something by doing that. And actually it's just kind of inefficient, you know, and I think that narrative is changing, but it's still slow to really shift in the minds of a lot of people because what, I believe that to be an entrepreneur, it's usually a calling and an active human spirit more than it is a human instinct. You know, we have to go against a lot of the things that feel safe and comfortable for us to do that, to take those risks. And so I think that's that's a piece of it. We have to be willing to shift and receive support in the ways that we aren't strong or just to have somebody there like a coach or a mentor or someone in your corner who can see it from the outside, because when you're so in it, things that look obvious on the outside are totally, you're blind to them, you know, and we all have blind spots. And then the third thing I think is we lack community. And what I mean by that is something, something that I'm really a big proponent of in my own business and in my own life. And also in the 
programs and courses and things that I offer for women in the mastermind experience that I hold every year is community and sisterhood and really showing up and supporting other women from a place of, you know, no judgment and just full support and unconditional love and, um, reflection because that is so powerful and we so need that we need to be held on the back end of our business i always like to say you know community is sort of like like that sisterhood piece is almost like on the back end of our business and holding us as the leader that we're here to be and helping us to become that and then the contractors and team members and all of those other people are sort of like the front end of the business where we receive support in terms of getting things out and bringing ideas to life but if we don't have that back end support, it's so easy to get off track or to go for the shiny object or to not show up consistently because we're not being held accountable or, you know, so many things that I think lead to businesses failing or not succeeding or not thriving to the point that they could is because we, we are lacking that support as a human being and as an individual and as a woman behind the scenes that really it requires it, entrepreneurship requires that type of support. And I think a lot of people just aren't attuned to that quite yet. And that's really sad because a lot of businesses that could have a huge impact and could help a lot of people end up failing and closing their doors because they just can't figure out, you know, what's going on or what's wrong. And usually it's because, um, the leader isn't totally aligned or clear on the vision or delegating things or eliminating other things or being willing to change and evolve and grow because your personal growth is a direct reflection of your professional growth in a business uh, when you are leading it. So I think those are the three things. Mindset, mentorship, and community. I love it. <laughs> and I love the fact that you you actually just said uh, entrepreneur is a calling because it, it is – It's people dive in with actu actually realizing what's mm -hmm. involved. And with the community piece, I think that – and I think for our listeners, I'd like to share this as well. Um, when, when you start business, and I hear quite often say, oh, but I can't afford to get a contractor because I don't have the money – what I did when I started, you know, many moons ago, I think it's about nine, ten years ago, was actually create a bit of a community or a bit of a mastermind group where we actually exchanged energy as a way of helping each other mm. um, come to life. Because obviously, you know, some love some some individuals are stronger in marketing, others are better with communication and you know, social media, whatever that may be. And if you create a bit of a community where everyone has their own unique superpowers and you do an exchange of energy. So you don't actually have to have the money to pay a contractor, but you can do an exchange that way. So for those entrepreneurs out there, you don't always have to have uh, the money to have those, those, that, that group around you to help you flourish. Totally. And also I'll add to that something that I've done in the past was have interns help me for free. You know, they're getting the experience and I'm able to sort of mentor them on a different level and they're able to provide really valuable assets to my business that are going to help it move forward. So I love that as well as a form of like free <laughs> or really low investment uh, growing of a team and creating things. And also like sometimes you can find people who are, who can do it at an introductory rate, you know, what you're looking for. And that can be amazing if they're just starting out getting their portfolio together, if it's creative work or otherwise, I think that can be a really smart 
way to do things. And it's, I love your suggestion too, of like creating that inner circle of people who are all super in different ways. Mm, So awesome. Yeah. So Emily, what do you think would be, um, uh, no, let me rephrase that. What piece of advice would you give someone who would want to embark on a new business, like start their own little business or, or dive into a new career? What would be that piece of advice you would give them? Mm, Yes. Piece of advice. I think it would definitely be know why you're doing this and why your business exists. What's the bigger purpose overall of why you're starting a business, both for you, for those you serve, for the world, like really get clear on those pieces. Because if you don't know that it's going to, it's almost like you don't have anything to anchor you in the hard times and to remind you why this matters and why you got into it and why you're going to keep going. So I guess that would be sort of like knowing your mission and knowing why you're in it mm. in the first place, why you're taking the risks and why it's worth it. And that's a really big one, isn't it? I think a lot of people know what they want to do, how they want to do it, but when it gets into the why, this is where they get stuck. Totally. Yeah. Yes. And it's the most important thing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So Emily, what's been your greatest lesson learned along your journey thus far? Mm. Oh my gosh, so many. I feel like I'm learning a new lesson every single moment, which is amazing. I think, you know, overall, I would say as much as we think we're growing our businesses, our businesses are also growing us just as much. I I think of it like uh, our businesses are sort of like we have a soul contract with our business and, and the idea that we're bringing to life and the mission that we're on. And so as much as we think as entrepreneurs that we are in control or that we are the one creating this thing or growing this business, our business is also, we're in a relationship with it and it's growing us into the leaders that we are here to be uh, for the business, but also for the world and for those in our lives that we serve and support and our friends and family and everybody. It's helping us to grow into who we're here to be as well. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, I would love to maybe uh, talk about pain points. We love uh, mm. to talk about pain points and believe that we all have pain points in some way, shape or form um, in business or in life. What would be a pain point or some of the pain points that you have in your business and how do you find the solution to it? Mm. So one of the things that is sort of a double-edged sword for me at the moment is that I love travel and I've created my business to be location independent and be able to work from anywhere. <laughs> so the one thing that is a is a pain point for me at the moment is that I've been traveling so much that I which is beautiful and wonderful and I'm so grateful for those opportunities and that time, but um, one of the things that's happened is sort of my systems and processes and things on the back end of my business have gotten all like mucked up. So <laughs> I've had to really like get clear. I actually sat down yesterday uh, and just went back through my Asana project management app and like I'm creating new systems and structures and things that are going to hold me accountable and make it really easy to follow through on things when I'm on the go. And I think one of the solutions there is like, or the, the thought process behind that solution of getting that plan in place and getting that structure in place is that when I do that, one, I can create more flow and two, it's a lot easier to follow through on things when it's, you know, just there and you don't have to think about it so much when you sit down to your computer to actually get something done. It's just right there and you can 
get into it and, and move on. <laughs> it makes it easier uh, when you are on the go or when you are traveling or where you, when you're out of your element a little bit to just stay consistent and keep up with the things that really matter and move the needle forward in your business. So that's mm. been for me, like <laughs> I love the sort of like push pull between I love to travel and I know I'm going to be feeling a little bit off and unfulfilled and disconnected from my work if I'm not taking action consistently and doing the things that I know matter and are the foundation and sort of the backbone of my work. So, mm, And I love yeah. Asana. It's a great <laughs> system to keep you on yes. track with what needs to be done every single week. So my team and, and I use that all the time. It's awesome. Yes. So if we love were to it. go back in time, Emily, what would what kind of advice would you give yourself? I think I would give myself the advice that like, oh gosh, so many things. One thing that I definitely tell myself is to put your, I always used to say this to myself um, or something I still say to myself in my mind all the time when I'm feeling like nervous or scared about something is just put your, put your bum where your heart wants to be, meaning show up, <laughs> like keep showing up to the things that light you up or sound interesting or or, uh, spark your curiosity or anything like that. Keep learning, keep growing, keep, uh, continuing on the path, even when it doesn't seem to be making much sense, or even when it feels a little chaotic or dark or uncertain, just keep showing up, keep showing up and being curious and learning about yourself and about things that interest you so that you can keep moving forward and building momentum because you never know when that's going to come in handy or when you're going to meet somebody that's going to be an amazing connection or a client or something. And you just have to keep showing up. I think sometimes we're so afraid we get into our own little bubble and we don't want to put ourselves out there. And I think it's so important that we just keep showing up to what inspires us or what lights us up. I love that. I, I think that it's really important. Showing up is a, is a big thing in everything that we do. I think it doesn't, it's, it's actually not, not necessarily knowing how to get there, mm -hmm. but just yeah. show up. Just that first yeah. little step. And then it's like, I always say, follow the yellow brick road. It will unfold uh, yes. in front of you. <laughs> yes, exactly. That actually is so funny that you said that because when I was, a little girl, I used to watch the Wizard of Oz religiously on repeat every single day and wear my Dorothy dress, my blue gingham little dress and my red sparkly shoes and sing. Oh, that all is the time. so gorgeous. Yeah. So gorgeous. <laughs> so Emily, as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Mm, flow. Of Definitely. Course. Of course. <laughs> I, I feel a bit flowy after speaking to you today. You're very, oh, it's that energy that oozes out of you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And the other thing that we love to ask our women of inspiration is to leave three shiny gold nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see. One, I'm going to do a little like if you do these three things, you'll be, you'll be solid. One is block out time in your calendar for yourself and for just spaciousness, like nothing on the calendar, just time for you to just be and to reconnect to whatever you need to tend to, or just self-care meditation or 
whatever you feel, whatever feels joyful and alive at that moment, when you arrive to that space and time in your calendar, we need that space outside of the doing to really focus on realigning our energy and being who we're here to be, being the leader that we're here to be and being the energy we want to attract and call in even more. So that's really important. That's number one. Number two would be, um, let's see, get yourself, get your structures in place. You know, uh, I think it's so easy to feel like all over the place and overwhelmed when we don't know what it is that we're doing and where to put our focus and attention and energy. And I've been guilty of that as of late, as I shared. So I think the other thing is like, get a system that works for you in place in terms of organizing your time, your energy, uh, and really prioritizing the things that are most important that are going to create results in your life and work. And then the third thing would be, um, journal, <laughs> journal and like just start writing things down. I think sometimes we get so blocked and we feel stuck when, when we just have this stagnant energy or stagnant ideas living inside of us and energy wants to move. Energy wants to flow. It wants to flow through us so that we can be that open vessel and open channel for what is meant to come through us. But first we need to clear out that space. And so one of the ways that I love to do that and I love to share with my clients to do that is just journal and write and get in a practice of just writing. It can be one sentence, two pages. It doesn't matter just something every single day to keep that flow strong and to keep clearing out the clutter so that you can be uh, a very clear, open vessel for what is meant to come through you into the world as a leader and as a woman. Mm, I love that. I think journaling and journaling, there's a, the whole psychological approach to it as well. There's this, the mm -hmm. sense of when you put things down on paper out of your head, it, diff, it it actually shifts your paradigm. It gives you a different perspective on what you think is real. Um, so, and I love it. I love writing. I think that helps me empty my, uh, I, my brain anyway. That's for sure. I love mm -hmm. it. Yes. I love oh, all especially three as women especially as women journaling is so helpful because we, we, um, we gather so much information up in our minds throughout the day. We collect so many details about everything that we're seeing, thinking, feeling everything. <laughs> and sometimes if we don't have someone who we can go to, to just like listen and hold the bucket, as I like to say, just for us to dump out and pour out whatever's on our mind, we can get really, we can feel really anxious or stagnant, or we can feel a little bit depressed or low. So we just need something to move mm. that through us because we're we're taking in so much constantly. We have to empty it out as well. So true. And if you think back, you know, you know thousands of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago, uh, yeah. back in the cavemen and women days, I mean, that's what they were doing, collecting all the food while the men yep. were going out gathering. hunting. So we were yep. gathering. So that's natural. Our default position is to gather and collect as much information. It's then what do we do with it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm, love it. So, Emily, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Mm, they can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Emily Castle Official, and Castle spelled C-A-S-S-E-L, um, or on my website. Everything that I do and everything that I have coming up is there, and that's just emilycastle.com. Mm, thank you so much, Emily, for sharing your wealth of wisdom and coming on the show. We've definitely dived into some topics that we've never covered before. It was absolutely awesome. I've got about four or five pages of writing here. So um, I loved your energy and loved what you brought to the show. So thank you so very much for your time and your energy today. 
Thank you. It's so delightful to be with you and have this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.